Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. 28, chapters, 28 verses, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water. And he said, what did he say, y'all? Tell somebody, Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, and he walked on water and came to Jesus. But when Jesus, but when he saw the wind, somebody say, he saw the wind. How many of you know you can't see wind? Wind is invisible. Wind doesn't have, but we can see the effects of when wind blows. So tell somebody, he saw the wind. He was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Anybody ever been there where you had to cry out to the Lord? And look at what Jesus, and say, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him and saying, oh, you of little faith. Somebody say little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Nothing is in the Bible by accident, y'all. When they got back in the boat with Jesus, the wind ceased. Somebody say, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worship him saying, truly, you are the son of God. I want to use a thought for the next couple of minutes of being out in the deep. Tell somebody, I tell somebody, I'm too far gone. I'm out in the deep. Can anybody testify, testify that, that you, you, you're too far from what you used to be? Yes. But you're not yet attained what God has called you to be? <laughs> you're closer to your goal than your, than your originating place? That, you, that you're in this in-between place? You're, in, you're no longer in, 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 in the grips of Pharaoh, but you haven't reached Canaan yet. Anybody too far gone to turn back? It, it, it's a wondrous thing that, that, that when God allowed the children of Israel to pass through the Red Sea, that he closed the sea back up, meaning that you have no option to go back. Can I tell you, your faith doesn't have a reverse gear in it. <laughs> your faith doesn't have a gear called reverse. It can only go forward. Tell somebody, you can't go back. I don't mean to scare you, but you're in deep. You're in deep waters. You're out there where the sharks are. You're out there where, 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 where you, you do realize that the sea is just as deep as the sky is high. That there are literally mountains underneath the ocean that is just as deep as it is high. Tell somebody, I'm out in the deep. You may be seated. I just want to share with you that you are out in the deep. And so many times people are hard on Peter. Tell somebody, we're hard on Peter. We're real hard on people. Brother Sam, I'm okay. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much. Tell, tell, somebody, tell, tell somebody, we are too hard on Peter. We are literally too hard on Peter. The reason we're too hard on Peter is that we say, well, if you just keep your eyes on Jesus. Well, how many times have you taken your eyes off the Savior? 
We are hard on Peter. But if Peter, at least, it got, least he, he had the gumption when everybody else stayed in the ship, at least he can say something that nobody else can say. That at least I walked on water. Even if it was for one step. Even if it was for two steps. Even if though it was for a couple of seconds, at least I had the faith enough to do what nobody else could do. Tell somebody, at least he walked. But I want to talk about today, about faith to finish. You can have enough faith to get started. But how many of us have faith to finish? Anybody know somebody that can start a whole lot of stuff? You go around their house and they started this fence project over here. And they said, you know, I started this painting over here. And then I started writing this thing over here. And you got a whole bunch of stuff undone. Tell somebody, you've got to finish. God is obsessed we're finishing. Let me show you proof just so you don't think that I'm just talking talk. Tell somebody, God is a finisher. Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, child of God. He said, the Lord said, I have thoughts of peace and not evil. I have in it what, y'all? An expected end. Somebody say finish. God is a finisher. He's a finisher. In Philippians 1 and 6, he said, being very confident in this very thing that he who began a good work in you shall, what y'all, perform it. I mean, he's going to bring it to completion. God started this thing. God said, I'm a, I'm a finisher. Let me tell you, God is so obsessed with finishing that when Jesus was hanging on that cross, somebody help me preach today. When, when Jesus was hanging on that cross, death couldn't even come and grab him until Jesus said, it is finished. When God says something is complete, no man can undo it. The word of God says it like this. When God opens a door, no man can shut it. And when God shuts a door, no man can open. He's alpha and at the same time, he's omega. He's the beginning. He's also the end. Do you have to realize, people of God, that God is a finisher. He's not half cooked. He's not half baked. Everything that God starts, he intends to complete. And if you are made in his image, and if you are made in his likeness, if you have his blood running in your veins, whatever you start in his name, you're not supposed to leave this earth until you finish it. Thank you, God. somebody say in the atmosphere, I am a finisher. Look at everything in your life and say, I am. A finisher. I may finish limping, but I'm going to finish. I may finish wounded, but I'm going to finish. I may, I, 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 I may come dragging my leg in, but God knows I'm going to make it to see what the end is going to be. I ain't talking about just surviving. I'm coming through strong. Let me tell you one thing. I used to run track when I was a young boy. And, and my coach used to say, I don't care if you in last place. I don't care if you got a cramp in your leg. I don't care if your body, whenever you cross that line, you always throw your chest across that finish line. 
You know why he said that? Because one day the coach knew that it's gonna be that, that it was gonna be a close, it was gonna be a close race between me and somebody else. And he said, I wanted to get, I want you to get it. I want you to get in in, in, in your mind and in your mentality. So so that way it's automatic because it's not whose head whose head goes over the finish line, it's whose chest. It's whose chest who breaks the plane. What am I saying? It's not that it's not you can't finish with your head. You gotta finish with your heart and you got I want you to know that if you if you are determined in your heart that I'm gonna finish can't no devil can't no disappointment can't no letdowns can't no backstabs nothing can stop you from being a finish somebody say in the atmosphere I am, I am. a finish this is the reason Jesus said, this is what, look, look, I I need you to have more faith in that. He said, it wasn't faith to get out. See, a lot of us get hype off a sermon or we watch a one minute video clip on Facebook and we get all hype. And so that gets us hype to get out of the boat. But see, getting out of the boat was not, it was a hard thing, but it wasn't the purpose. The purpose, the word of God said that Jesus, that, that, that not Jesus, that Peter got out of the boat to come to Jesus. Peter got out of the boat to come to Jesus. And the only way he was going to get to Jesus was that he walk on water. What is your reason for getting out of the boat? What is your reason for getting out of the boat? The word of God said that Peter got out of the boat and walked on water to come to Jesus. To get to Jesus was his main goal. And it just so happened that water stood in between him and Jesus. It could be that we stepped out of the boat to prove something to somebody. It could be that we got it could be that we got out of the boat just because we have a daring personality. Oh, I think I'm just gonna spin the bottle and I'm just gonna try this. But what is your goal? What is your aim? Peter's aim was to get to Jesus. The ambition that you have is the end goal to get to Jesus. I'm just asking questions today. I'm not accusing you of anything. I want you to take inventory and stop of your lives. Your goal has to be to get to Jesus. His goal was not to walk on water. His goal was to get to Jesus. And so many times we start things. We get in things. We get in relationships. We get connected to people. We take jobs. We move to other cities. And we're doing it so that we're just to be doing it. But if your goal is not built on the rock. If your ambitions are not built on the rock, if your, if, if, if your ambitions and what you're going after isn't built on the firm foundation of Jesus, if it is not, I will submit to you, it's only a matter of time before you start sinking. For my hope is built on nothing then Jesus' blood and righteousness, I dare not trust a sweetest frame, but holy lean on Jesus' name. Oh, Christ, the solid rock I stand all on the ground. You're sinking, Sam. What is the driving force behind your ambition? Why did you get out the boat? Ask yourself, why did I, I know other people hadn't done it, but you, let me tell you something. Proving people wrong is, 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 a, is, is a good motivator. 
To get back at people is a good motivator. I see, I've seen people do some wonderful things because guess what? Every man has a measure of faith and you can, you can misapply, you can misappropriate, you can misdirect your faith and you can exercise that faith out of sheer trying to get back at people and it will get you some measure of success. But like God told Joshua, I want you to have good success. Tell somebody I want good success. In 30, he says this. The word of God says in Matthew, but when he saw the wind, somebody say he saw the wind. He was afraid and began to cry out, Lord, save me. When he saw that the walk on water was going to be a cakewalk, he began to get afraid. Can I tell you something? All my note takers, I want you to write this down. Your faith walk will always be accompanied by wind. I'm going to say that again. Your faith walk, tell somebody your faith walk, will always be accompanied by wind. You do realize that the devil is the enemy of our souls. He doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to see us achieve what God has called us to do. And so the minute you step out, get ready for opposition. Get ready for something to oppose you. Somebody say opposition. We have to realize that if we're going to walk for God, we are going to face opposition. And let me tell you something. Anytime anybody ever been to the ocean, anybody ever been on, 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 uh, at, at the beach and, 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 and you standing in front of the buildings. I'm not talking about all the hotels you standing on, on, on Ocean Boulevard. But anybody ever been like on the ocean front? There was a constant breeze. That is always blowing at you. There was a constant breeze. Now, now the, the breeze didn't start when you got on the beach. The wind was always blowing. But guess what? All those buildings, the further you are from the shore, the more, the more that buildings are blocking the wind. But when you get out of the boat, when you get out of the confines, tell somebody it's windy out here. It's windy out here. And so I want you to already know that when you step out of the boat, it's going to be windy when you step out. You may be saying, oh, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I want the corner office and I want to be the manager and I want to be the supervisor and I want to be the department. And just know that it's windy out here. It's, tell somebody, it's windy out here. It's going to be some rocky waves. Be, 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 count, count up your costs before you go to war. Count up your costs. Just know that it's going to be windy out here. You say, oh, you know, I just, I just want to, you know, it, it, it just blessing me in my spirit. I want to stand on the stage and I want to carry the word of God and I just want to preach and I want to pass to be careful what you ask for. It's windy out here. It's windy out here. You better ask somebody who's been out there. They will tell you that it's a heavy burden to stand up and be a mouthpiece for God. Or maybe you in singleness. You say, I I just want a husband. I just want a wife. I just want somebody to wake up to every day and morning and call my own. You better watch who you ask for. It's windy out here. There's going to be days when you're going to be mad. Did you, eat my, did you eat the rest of my Cheerios? Did you eat the rest of my Pringles? I can't stand you. Your breath stinks. You get on my nerve. Tell somebody, it's windy out here. It's windy out here. You better watch what you ask for. It is windy out here. And before you start walking on water, you need to count up the cost and know that it's windy out here. You better ask somebody who's been there. You can do bad by yourself. 
about it. It's windy out here. We can, I, I want to start that business. I'm tired of being on the man's clock. I want to do it on my own. That's okay. But when you're when you on your own clock, you're going to have to get up in the middle of the night. When, when, a, when a client calls you, you're going to have to respond. You ain't going to be called nobody. You're going to have to be sw- sloshing the buckets. Tell somebody, it's windy out here. It's windy out on the water. So many times we can, we can covet and we can fantasize about these things. Oh, because everybody looks so happy on Facebook and they look so fulfilled. You don't know the story. You see the end product of a thing, but you don't know the sleepless nights. You don't know how people are worried. You don't know how people are thinking about, I could walk away from this thing and never come back. Take a one-way ticket somewhere and never let nobody where I'm going. Tell somebody, it's windy out here. It's windy out here. And I ain't trying to scare you. I'm just, I, I'm trying to give you the truth so you can make a quality decision. Maybe walking on water is not for you, and that's fine. The boat dwellers, those who were in the boat, were still Jesus' disciples, and he still got blessing. But it's a special cause to walk on water. Tell somebody, it's windy, it's windy. out here. The word of God says, the word of God says that he saw the wind. And his response was, he began to fear. So it wasn't the wind that caused him to sink. It was that he let fear weigh him down. I'm telling you, I'm trying to give you a little advice before you step out. Or if you're in the, mir- if you're in the middle and you experience the wind and the waves and you're experiencing instability. Somebody say Instability. I want you to know that if you experience the instability of being out on the wind and the waves, you have to know that, that the first thing that's going to attack you is fear. But you have to know, tell somebody you have to know, that you can do it afraid. <laughs> you can do it afraid. Don't feel condemned by fear, by, 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 being, af- by being afraid. Don't, oh, well, if, if, if I can't be full of faith, if I can't be excitable all times, if I, if I can't be all faith-filled, and if I did it before, I can do it again. If, I, if I'm not acting like a spiritual cheerleader, then I might as well not do it. Sometimes you're going to have to do it afraid. The thing that Peter did, Peter let fear overtake him. You have to understand the word of God says that he started out. He started out. His goal was to come to Jesus. Can you see how quick that we can go from faith to fear? All it takes is some change in environment. A little bit of instability. And we immediately start thinking about, oh, Lord, this could happen, and that could happen. And then, well, guess what? You also could make it all the way to your goal. Tell somebody, don't let fear overtake you. But look at this, y'all. Uh, here's, I want you to write this down as a quote. The absence of fear is not required to finish. I want you to think about that. The absence of fear is not required to finish. So many times we we have put these religious litmus tests in our minds. We, We have this superhero, unreasonable expectation that we put on ourselves. 
that if I don't come across like when the saints are marching in and when I don't come, if I don't come with my head held high and without, if I don't come with, with Goliath's head in my hand, that that's not a worthy finish. And I'm speaking to those that's been out on the battlefield for a long, long time. Anybody been out there for a long time? You got the battle scars to prove it. You got the stab bones to prove it. You can tell a story of every scar. This is where I got hurt, and this is where I got disappointed, and this is where I got stabbed in the back. Anybody got some battle wounds out there? Well, let me tell you that the race is not given to the swift. It's not even given to the strong, Sister Gwen, but it's the one that finishes. It's the one that makes it to the end. It's the one. It, it, he didn't say you had, to, you had to finish looking like Usain Bolt. You may be looking like the worst thing ever happened. But as long as you finish. Yes. Tell somebody, you got to finish the race. You got to finish the race. Your generations depend on you finishing. People that are coming after you. Generations that you haven't even met yet are, are, are dependent on you finishing. You can't give up now. You can't throw in the towel. You can't just give in to the wind and the waves. You can't give in to the opposition. God is stronger than the wind. He's stronger than the waves. But you got to hold on to your most holy faith. Tell somebody, you've got to finish. You've got to finish. It's not given to the swift, it's not given to the strong, but the one that endures to the end. 31 says this. 31 says this. It says, Jesus immediately reached out to him. He immediately reached out to him. Somebody say, God, reach out to me. Immediately. Anybody ever need God to reach out to you immediately? I mean, God, I need you now. But let me tell you something. You don't have to wait till you're sinking to tell God, God, reach out to me. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to wait. Usually we reserve calling on God's name when we're sinking. But can I tell you that if you call on the name of the Lord, he'll answer in a time of trouble, but he'll also answer in a time of peace. He'll also, he'll also answer in a time of when you're in plenty. He'll also answer in harvest time. If we always keep the name of the Lord in our bosom, he said, if you call on me, I will answer. Tell your neighbor beside you, if you just call on him. He will reach out to you. Tell somebody, God, I need you to reach out to me. But he said, but he said that he reached out. He, said he called out to God and Jesus reached out to him immediately. But first, while he was reaching out to him, he said, oh, ye of little faith. Why did you doubt? Somebody say little faith. Now, you would think, say, wait a minute, Jesus is contradicting the very word of God to whom he represents. I'm going to work you through it. Because the word of God said all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed. 
So just with a little bit of faith, you can move mountains. So why then is Jesus rebuking Peter for having little faith? Faith is not about the amount. But it's how long your faith can endure. It's not the amount. It's how long your faith is. Tell somebody, tell somebody it's, not a, it's not the amount. It's how long. We're thinking that I've got to have big, gargantuan faith. He's saying... If your faith can just endure, I'm not asking for a lot, but I'm asking that your faith endure. He had enough faith to get started, but he needed enough faith to endure the walk to get to Jesus. Could it be, could it be that you had enough faith to get started, but your faith did not have enough endurance, that your faith was not long enough, that the minute you got disappointed, you cut off your faith. And God is saying today that if you would just stretch your faith, I'm not impressed by how much I'm impressed by how long you can sustain a faith walk. That the, that the race is not given to the strong. I'm not interested in how, 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 how much weight you can push. I'm not interested on how much you can carry. All I'm interested to is that what I have rendered and what I have trusted unto you. Can you finish with it? Somebody yell in the atmosphere, I'm a finisher. wants you to lengthen your faith. Somebody say lengthen your faith. Here's a couple things I want to leave with you before we go. James, the first chapter. The second verse. Anybody get anything out of this today? You said, Pastor, Pastor Tony, what, what, what's the Bible for that? James, the first chapter, the second verse, is this is in NIV. It says this, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, somebody say many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith Produces perseverance. You would say, Lord, get me out of this. Lord, I can't take no more. Yeah, you got, he said, look, without faith, it's impossible to please me. You can't make an exchange unless you exchange faith for what I've, what I've already promised you. And he said, he said, when you are faced with trials of many kinds. Anybody have, have ever had many kinds of trials? And you're saying, Lord, why me? 
Lord, why me? Lord, what's going on with me? Lord, what did I do? Lord, what did I do? I'm trying to do everything you called me to do, Lord. Lord, I'm tithing. Lord, I'm praying. Lord, I, I cut those people off. He said, I'm trying to strengthen your faith. I'm trying to lengthen your faith. And the only way to do it is if I test that faith. We won't go to a doctor that hadn't been tested. If I don't see no diploma on that wall, on that wall you ain't touching me. Say, well, I heard, I heard about it. No, 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 no. I need to see your credentials. We won't ride in a car that hadn't been inspected, that went through some trial. We won't eat food unless, unless the FDA has inspected it. We won't get in a plane unless the FAA has, has inspected that thing regularly. So why is it that we expect God to give us everything that heaven has to offer without a, a faith that has not been tested? And James said, you need to rejoice when you find yourself in the middle of many trials. Why? Because those trials are giving your faith perseverance. We don't have a deficit of faith. We have a deficit of endurance of our faith. Look at what he says right here, y'all. He says in four, he says, so let perseverance finish its work. Everybody standing. Tell somebody, let perseverance finish its work. Let perseverance finish its work. Let perseverance finish its work. Look a neighbor in the face and say, let perseverance finish its work. Say, let perseverance finish its work. Say, finish its work. Finish its work. Tell them you out in the deep. So let patience, so let perseverance finish its work. Finish its work. Say finish its work. So the only way you're going to make it to the end is if you let patience and perseverance Finish its work. Tell somebody, I'm a finisher. You're a finisher. Tell somebody beside you, you're a finisher. You're a finisher. Hold hands with somebody right now. Hold hands with somebody right now. Come on, I want you to encourage them right now. Tell them, tell them, let, tell, let, tell, tell them, let perseverance finish its work. You've got to let it finish its work. You've got to let it finish its work. You've got to let it finish its work. The only way you're going to finish what you started is stop trying to hop out of the crucible of the trial. The only way you're going to continue to walk on water, how many, how many are you going to finish? 
Tell somebody, I'm going to finish this thing. 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 Tell somebody, I'm determined to finish. Seeking is not in my future. Drowning is not in my faith. God didn't call me out here to the deep for me to drown among the sharks. He didn't call me out in the deep to drown and people never know my name and people that never know my faith walk. God called me to walk on water so that I can be a shining example, so that I can be an example of what it takes of when I put my total reliance and my trust in God that you too can walk on water. I'm not superhuman. All I am is super confident that he who began a good work in me shall perform it. Squeeze that hand, tell them you can make it. Tell them, tell them, come on, encourage, tell them you're out in the deep. You're out in the deep. You're out in the deep, but you can make it. You're out in the deep, but you can make it. I know it's been a long time, and I know you may get tired, but, the, but this work is not given to the swift, it's not getting to the strong, but it is to one that endure to the end. We know that weeping may endure for the night, but if you just got perseverance, just know that it, it, it's, not, it's not the amount of your faith. It's not the strength of your faith. But it, but, it's, but it is the perseverance of your faith. It is your ability to hold on. It is your ability to persevere. It's your ability to ignore the noise. It is your ability. It is your ability to ignore the doctor's report. It's your ability to ignore what the naysayers and what the enemies and the chatter of the enemies. It is your ability to focus. I know there is wind. I know there is waves. I know you see sharp fins around you that are bloodthirsty that are ready to eat you for lunch. But if you can just persevere. If you just have faith to finish. Some of you don't need faith to get started. to finish tell somebody beside you say my prayer for you is not for a house it's not for a car it's not for money in your bank account say but my prayer for you is that you have enough faith not my finish point but all I need you to do squeeze that hand say neighbor all I need you to do is just finish I don't need you to work wonders I don't need you to do a whole bunch of laps I don't need you to cut no flips I don't need you to juggle I don't need you to show how strong you are I don't need you to show, show how talented you are but all I need for you to do
And I don't know what finishing is for you. For some of you in this room, you just got to finish and just get your children graduated and get them into college. I don't know what finishing is to you. Some of you may be raising your grandchildren and you just want to see them just, 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 just make it and be healthy. I don't know. Some of you may be caretaking for somebody and you just want to finish well. It's not how well you start. It's not how well you are in the middle, but it's how hard and how well you finish. just want to finish well. I want to hear him say, well done. God, good and faithful servant. He didn't say that you've been faithful over a lot of things. You've been faithful over a little bit. It wasn't the amount. It was the fact that you let it endure. And I want you to know that if you can just hold on, You ain't got to run on the water. You ain't got to look pretty do it. All you got to do is finish. All God wants you to do is finish. right now by the spirit of God that you have an awakening in your spirit that you will not start looking at the surroundings and the place that you are and you will stop trying to look try to find a silver lining be real about it you might be in hell right now. You might be in a desolate place right now. But if you don't stop, it won't be your finish. If you don't stop, this won't be the end. If you just put one foot in front of the next foot, You're measuring how far you got to go. If you just pick up your foot and put it the next step in front of you. If you would just wake up the next day. Swing your feet and put them down on the floor. The devil said they woke up again. I keep throwing everything I can at them, but they keep getting back up. I've disappointed them. I've wounded them. I've, 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 I've had the closest people in their, in their whole world and universe turn their back on them and they keep getting back up. They keep saying that this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. They wake up every day and say, God, what is it that we're going to do today? Yesterday is in the past, today is in the present, and I've got a mighty bright future. God, what is it that we're going to do today? 
I've thrown everything I can at them. And they keep getting back up. There is no shame in falling down. The shame is if you stay down. A righteous man falleth seven times. But what makes him righteous is that he keeps getting back up. You may be in the day. But just keep walking. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Hold that neighbor hand. This marching place. Just keep walking. 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 Just keep Pastor Tony, just keep walking. It's hurting. It hurts. It hurts. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. You don't know what I've been through. It doesn't matter what you've been through. You're going through. This is not your destination. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel no evil because you are with me. As long as God, you're with me. As long as you keep saying, come, I'll keep walking. The minute you say, stop, come, the minute you say stop coming God I'm in trouble but as long as you say coming wind cannot stop me waves cannot stop me lies cannot stop me rumors cannot stop me disappointment cannot stop me closed doors cannot stop me I am a finish. I want you to go home and look at everything that's undone. Every untied string, every loose thing. See, because my God is a finisher. Hold that hand, let's pray. God, we thank you for your word that never fails, that is never off. The same word that you watch over to perform it. The same word that will not return unto you void. But it will complete, it will finish whatever you say. Your word returns back to you finished. We speak over the hearts and the minds of God's people that were just at the edge of giving up. They have, may have even started the process of sinking. We thank you, Lord, that your word stabilizes them now. We 
we thank you that your word will lift us up. And you will infuse us not with a greater amount of faith. That would be nice, God. But Lord, just give us longer faith. Faith to endure. Lord, we accept your plan for us. And if, if we're in a season of trial, going to be obedient to your word and we will rejoice in trial I know it, 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 it doesn't make sense in the natural but we will rejoice in trial because it is giving us perseverance and if we can just hold on we'll make it to the end if we don't faint. God, we pray strength and endurance in the hand that we hold. Come on, for the next two minutes, can you just begin to pray endurance in your neighbor? strength. You need endurance. All it takes to faith the size of a mustard seed. The same faith it took to get out of the boat is the same faith. It's the same faith that you're going to walk on. same faith it took you to get out is the same faith it's going to take. It just needs to endure. There is elasticity in that faith. The stretching. God, we thank you, Lord, that this word has not fallen upon deaf ears, but we have been good ground for the word of God to be sown. Lord, we pray that from this word we will stretch ourselves further. We will go further than we've ever gone. We will believe harder than we've ever believed. We will be obedient with a new tenacity and strength that we've never had. 
thank you for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. I want you to sing in the atmosphere that I am. Finisher. Tell somebody, I am. I am. A finisher. One more time, say, I am. I am. A finisher. All the finishers in the house, put your hands together. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.